The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Webcology. It is the 2nd of April, 2009, and this is another one of those kind of weird remote shows. Now, if you guys hear bings and bonks and noises in the background, that's just because I'm, you know, sitting up here in Toronto, Canada, trying to figure out how to turn the sounds down on my computer. I haven't actually had to do a show remote for, like, a very long time, and... Just a little bit discombobulating, you know, Paul? Just a little bit discombobulating. Dave, how you doing this morning? I am doing okay. How about you? I'm doing okay. It's actually afternoon where I am, morning where you're at. Um, it's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Um, and I'm up here stuck in Toronto waiting on special documents to get me back into the United States again. That's I'm funny. You're, you're stuck at your old home to get to your new home. It's a, a curious situation. Something like it's a small world, eh? I, I, I'm in my old home, talking to my recently former home, you, and or Victoria, BC, and yeah, all I want to do is get back to my new home in Fort Lauderdale and get down to the remarkable Internet Marketers Spring Break, which is taking place in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida, as we speak. No, oh yeah, it sucks to miss that now, doesn't it? Yeah, you were supposed to be at that. It <sighs> totally stinks to meet this, to miss this. I am a uh, I'm sitting here watching the Twitter stream coming out of coming out of I am Spring Break, and honestly, it just sounds amazing. Apparently, Neil Rodriguez just just finished a session, and he apparently totally kicked ass. Um, there's some great speakers, there's some great people down there, and uh, there's a poker game apparently happening down there that I'm not going to be part of, <laughs> and it's really sad because I know these people. They're all fish. and we're going to get to talk to somebody attending it today. That's what I hear. Well, we're going to get to talk to somebody who's, who's been – we're trying to raise somebody who's actually there right now, and we are going to get to talk to somebody who was, who was there last night at the, uh, at the pub, uh, our very own Johnny Brasco. But, he'll, but we're going to bring him on in a little bit. I want to get to I Am Spring Break in a little bit. But first, I want to cover some of the fun and strange happenings that have been um, going on in our wonderful search marketing community since last week. There's been, been some, some neat fun. stuff going down. Well, where would you like to start? We could start with, uh, well, yesterday was April Fool's. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good place to start. Yesterday was April Fool's Day, and, you know, it lived up to its billing. Um, many people went out of their way to play some, some fairly good jokes, and the best of them, by far, I think, the best of them was played by Barry Schwartz over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Did you, uh, did you, you didn't make a past search engine roundtable yesterday, did you? No, no, I did not. Oh, what if did you had? If you had, Dave, your stomach would have like leapt into your throat. Um, you know the the big scare about the conflict or virus that's going around. Mm-hmm. 
Um, for those who don't know, those who've been under a rock with, uh, well, with, with other worms like the corn, like the corn flicker virus, corn flicker is a worm that gets into your computer and denies you access to your antiviral uh, software or to do updates or denies you access to the Microsoft, Microsoft update site. And everybody, uh, all the security experts, um, the media, many people just figured Conflicker was going to mount an insane, massive attack yesterday on some system or another, and, you know, much like Y2K, nothing apparent happened. That's not to say that nothing happened, but nothing apparent happened. So with visions of Conflicker dancing in my head, I just surfing around, gathering the news, checking out what other people are writing about. I went over to one of my favorite sites, Barry Schwartz's Search Engine Roundtable, and, um, you know, I'm not the world's swiftest land mammal. I'd forgotten it was April 1st. And two or three seconds into reading Barry's site, I saw a blue screen of death come up on my computer. <laughs> I know, it's great. I, this hasn't, no, no, I haven't had a blue screen of death for a long time. I've, I've got a fairly stable computer, and I've got great antiviral software and all that sort of stuff. And my computer hasn't messed up for a while, but it messed up yesterday. And the first thing I thought was Conflicker. Oh, my God. And then I read down the page a little bit. But by now, by the way, my heart is either up in my throat or somewhere up, you know, dislodging pieces of my brain. And maybe that's why it took me so long to catch on. I read down the page a little bit. There's a little April Fool's tag. And I thought, man, this has got to be the best April Fool's joke I've seen played yet. Yeah, I'd have to put that as a as a topper. Now I'm wishing I yep, I hit the site yesterday. That was pretty good, and I, I don't think it's up there anymore. Um, Barry, yeah. being no fool, isn't going to keep the April Fool's joke going past April first. But some that people still can view. Um, there's a lot of reviews about the April Fool's jokes, and one of the fun ones that got played out there yesterday was the one that Google played. <laughs> Did you see uh, uh, Katie? Google's Google's panda, the panda that ate the engineers. So Google Google tried to fake that they'd gone all HAL 3000 on us. You remember, um, uh, what was that? What was that? 2001. Thank you, that silly, extraordinary uh, Kubrick film, 2001. Um, well, Google put up a prank saying they produced a product, an uh, artificial intelligence product, called Katie, Cognitive Autoheuristic Auto Distributed Intelligence Entity, the first global-scale neuroevolutionary learning cluster, and Katie looked like a panda bear. Well, a few, maybe an hour or so into Katie's existence, apparently she turned on her engineers and locked them out of... of uh, the back end of Google, and did a number of other, helped pray a number, number of other Google pranks. For instance, YouTube videos were turned upside down. Uh, Google Chrome, a special version of Google Chrome, turned the web into three dimensions. Uh, Gmail uh, was, no, Gmail worked just fine, but there was a little prompt allowing um, to let people, or to let people have Katie, the HAL 3000-esque mascot, do it for them. And Picasso added an auto-red-eye feature. So um, all pictures on Picasso suddenly had red eyes, which could easily be removed. But again, that was another joke that apparently Katie played. 
I like. I, I have to say, I think the Gmail one was my favorite. Um, oh, how did how did it strike you? <laughs> well, like you know what? Admittedly, and this is going to sound just bizarre, but I don't even use Gmail. But <laughs> I think the idea of it um, as a as a humorous April Fool's joke. Well, you can always count on Google to to put some 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 good ones out there. Um, the, but yeah, that was that was I think my favorite of this year's batch of them. Uh, but I think uh, you know, a couple years back when Google was going to launch their data center on the moon, I think of all of Google's, that was my favorite. You know, as a as a reporting blogger, I hate April Fool's Day because you have no idea what to take seriously. For instance, over at the SEO blog published by um, our our old friend and former employer Ross Dunn. Yeah. Well, Scott Van Ack, the head SEO over there at Stepforth wrote that Google was planning to sell organic, its organic search engine and um, you know, leverage more, more juice out of PPC. Now, I knew, I knew enough not to believe that, but I did <laughs> promise Scott I'd mention it. But you know what? There are people who would have believed it. There are people who might have believed it, especially, especially given the, the topsy-turviness of the search engine market right now. Indeed. Speaking of topsy-turviness of the searching market right now, and this is not a joke, you know who closed their doors yesterday? Who? Wikia. Who? Wikia. Uh, 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 oh. Yet another of those um, second or third tier engines. Oh, no. Yeah, How did that huh? go down? Well, it went down quietly without much of a, without, without much of a fight or without a lot of uh, user input. That's what happened with Wikia. That's a ominous day for that to occur on. Indeed. Well, and unfortunately, that was not a, uh, as, as I understand it, that's not an April Fool's joke. Um, so all you people who are marketing through Wikia, all seven or eight of you, um, the gig's up, it's over, and you have to go back to like hard work with Google. <laughs> um, speaking of Google, they're giving funding. They're just throwing money away. Well, I wouldn't put it that way, but this is, I think this is extremely cool. Google has, has formally launched, formally jumped into the venture capital business. A, uh, huh, I'm sorry, uh, Dave Satella just told me he's not a fish. Not a fish after all. Well, you would be if I was there playing poker with you, buddy. You would be. Um, <laughs> The uh, I am uh, spring break poker game happens tonight, and unfortunately, oh, unfortunately for me, fortunately for all of them, I'm stuck up hip, up here in Canada. And as much as I'd like to pick your money, folks, you have to share it with each other. <laughs> anyway, speaking of money, and I know there would have been lots of money on that table. Google's putting a lot of money on the table with, um, you know, Google Ventures. Uh, Google wants to get into helping developers bring great products to the market. And given the, the state of, of venture capital right now, I think it's, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I have to agree. Like, it, it couldn't really be more timely um, in reaction to you know, the drying up of, of capital. I think it's, I don't know, it may be in part why Google's doing it right now to go, basically, you know, we can't have this, this pool of, uh, of great talent to dry up because other people aren't investing in it, um, and they've certainly got the revenue to to toss in, and you know now they'll end up with with owning uh, percentages of of a bunch of great companies. So, 
Uh, well, nicely I, timed on their very, part. Good for good for the industry. That's for sure. Well, I think it's very good timing for another reason too. According to Wired, a uh, piece in Wired magazine that was published yesterday, yesterday evening, clean tech funding is going to take a nasty nosedive in uh, in in for the remainder of the year. Um, Groups that are yeah, or companies that are developing sense. environmentally friendly technologies, they were they were seen as as you know not only being on the cutting edge but being an economic leader for us as you know our 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 industrial society winds down and we have to start coming up with new things to produce, new things to invest in, new things to throw our efforts into, and green tech was seen as being one of the great leaders. Yep. Unfortunately, to get anything off the ground, and just ask those guys and who work, with, work at Ballard Power over in Vancouver, you need a lot of money. So many venture capital firms are backing away from biotechnology, backing away from uh, green tech, and moving you know, either to, to, to save their money or to invest in more traditional, uh, more traditional investments. Google comes along and says, hold it. We want to we invest in a broad range of industries, including... Uh, Clean tech, biotech, healthcare, internet, software, and hardware. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe people who were we're going to be producing environmentally friendly products can sort of shift their focus from traditional venture capitalists to well to Google. Yeah. Oh no, very true. And I mean, you know, there's a, there's a variety of reasons. I know you're a you're a green uh, kind of person, as am I. And so, you know, from from that perspective, we've got to love it. Um, but also, I mean, this looking at the economic situation as it is right now, it's all drying up because of the economy, the, at least the funding for green, that's not going to last forever. Uh, and, and I'm sure Google knows that. And then, of course, who's going to be um, you know, a major player or at least invested in some of the major players at the other end of this uh, is now going to be Google. Like In a long-term perspective, I think it's a, a great business decision. You know, go figure, Google making a great business decision. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, good for good for the industry as a, as a whole as well. And by that, I mean the green uh, industry. Um, so well, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really smart move on Google's part to get in now while they can, and uh, while it's probably relatively affordable, or they can get large percentages of these corporations. Um, and, unfortunately, uh, and Google's money is still well, dry up. Otherwise, yeah. Again, um, I'm a little concerned that Google's money might still be in beta, you know, beta version of the money. But you know. It is. Uh, it's a long-term play on Google's part. That's a good thing to see. Indeed, indeed. And we do know they've been interested in green energy and, and technologies all along. So, uh, well, you know, I think of all the IT firms out there, they are seriously leading in green tech. Um, you, their parking lot is entirely uh, solar-powered, and some of the and as is every square inch of roof space at, at the Googleplex has a solar power unit on it. I'm I don't have the stats in front of me. I do understand that they're saving a tremendous amount of energy, of you know, traditionally produced energy this way. Um, and yeah, of all the of all the companies in the valley, I'd suggest Google is probably the one that's most out in front in trying to you know produce real long-term solutions when it when it comes to the 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 carbon energy crisis our planet's facing. But now, I mean, they they they've launched into to unique energy production methods. But can they answer all those eternal questions uh, regarding light bulbs and search marketers? This is a well, if they question. if they can't, our friend Brian Carter can. Absolutely. Did you did you see the uh, the the page in the Search Engine Journal? 
You know, admittedly, I hadn't until uh, until I heard you mention it, and I just had to go. And it is it is funny. I, I've got to <laughs> I've got to say, maybe you can you can give a couple samples and, and direct our listeners to it. Okay. Well, tell me, Dave, how many search engine optimizers does it take to change a light bulb? How many, Jim? Just one, but it's going to take about three to six months to start to see the light bulb change. And you know, when you think about it, that light bulb's pretty high up there already. Are you sure you wouldn't rather change like ten easier light bulbs? Hey, Dave, okay. how yep. many pay-per-click experts does it take to change a light bulb? How many, Jim? Just one, but the cost depends on how much the other light bulb changes are currently charging. You're going to need a totally new light bulb for that fixture. Actually, you know what? I have to create the new light bulb because I've never seen a fixture quite like that one before. <laughs> I think that one's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, thanks, 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 Brasco. Um, how many email <laughs> marketers does it take to change a light bulb, Dave? How many? Wait, did, did, did that light bulb opt in? We can't spam light bulbs just because you want me to. Okay, one more, one more, one more. How many advertising agencies does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? That depends. What's your budget? There we go. Right on. Anyway, if anybody wants to, wants to see the full range of Brian Carter's jokes, they're published over at Search Engine Journal. They were put up two days ago. SearchEngineJournal.com slash internet dash marketing dash jokes slash 9601. That'll be going up in the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime or another soon. And we're going to move right along off of those jokes and on to, well, actually, that's, you know, joke is not really a good segue for this. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft is apparently going to be spending $100 million. That's, you know, put your little finger up inside your mouth and say $100 million. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to laugh. This is too much. Um, <laughs> Microsoft is going to spend $100 million promoting their new search brand. The yeah. thing is, we don't know exactly what it's going to be called yet. You um, know what they could do, be- actually, instead, is if they took that $100 million and invested it in the technology to make an engine that rivals Google for quality, that might work, too. <laughs> but that's just yeah. my own thought there. Well, you know, this. I like I love knocking Microsoft Live because well it's a it's an easy target and b um, it isn't as advanced as Google but I do want to hand it to the folks at Microsoft Live. Um, I, I remember sitting having supper with uh, Jeremiah Andrick from from Microsoft Live and we were with a number of SEOs and one of them was just ragging on Microsoft just ragging on them for not building a search engine as good as Google's and he turned and, and looked at this and said. Do you have any idea how hard it is to build a search engine? The conversation stopped at the table. Nobody really knew what to say except to look at Jeremiah and go, "Okay, you know what? You just you just you just burned him good. You're right." <laughs> and um, like as, as Jeremiah went on to explain, it takes years to to truly populate a search engine, to truly figure out the the relationship between pages and the relationship between linked pages, um, and to come up with a algorithm that while isn't already patented by Google, Yahoo, AltaVista, site or any of the other um, search engines that are either currently working or have worked before, um, and produce world-class results. That's so, a valid point, but do you want to bring people? Like What, what I would question is, is just dumping $100 million into their brand um, 
you know, going to actually produce the result they want. If you pull me into something that isn't as good as the thing you're pulling me from, you're you're actually doing yourself a disservice by sort of bringing to my attention that you're you're not producing as relevant results. Um, you know, I, I could see this blow up in them. At the same time, and and, and you bring up you know or, or touched on some pretty decent points, and um, you know they're not it's not they're horrible results. You know, in fact, in some cases, Microsoft will actually provide. Uh, some pretty decent results, and then compared with Google, you know, who has their their periodic instabilities, uh, Microsoft does at times provide uh, some some really solid results. But um, you know, at the same time, over the whole, I just don't know if this is going to work out very well for them. But I guess we'll see. Well, indeed. And now you might remember that one small search, the little search engine that could, Ask.com, who you know, in many of our eyes, really was a superior search engine to Google or at least had some superior technologies. Yeah. They tried ad campaigns for, what, two years, um, and they received a, a lot of public ridicule for their increasingly bizarre advertising campaigns. Remember the algorithm? Yeah, I do. Which, which <laughs> turned into the algorithm? Yeah, and, and mocked uh, they should have been for some of their ad campaigns. But, oh, yeah, uh, remember so do you Ford? think Microsoft will do better? Well, you know what? Well, maybe Microsoft will. They, they actually they have a super world-class agency um, working on their behalf. Uh, company, I'm, I'm getting this from a Doug Kiverly article over at uh, Web Pro News. Um, JWT, which is part of WPP, um, again, they, they're the ones who represent Smirnoff. They and Smirnoff ads are, really pretty, are actually really pretty cool. They really um, are, yeah. Starting in June... $80 million to $100 million of online television, print, and radio ads are going to, you know, just wash over us. And, um, well, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you brand one of the most recognizable brands in the world, Microsoft, and how you brand Live Search. Um, I, and I really hope they don't go with Kumo, K-U-M-O. I'm, that sounds like a Seattle-based television network. <laughs> we'll see how uh, that goes. I too look forward to seeing what they what they do come up with. I think they have a great opportunity. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what happens to market share after the fact because you know you can you can lead the horse to water, but uh, what does he feel like doing when he gets there? Well, you know what, you can lead the. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Brasco. Um, you can lead the horse to water, and you can't make him drink. And you can lead the workers to the internet. And maybe, just maybe, if you let them do what they want on the net, it'll help make them think. An interesting report came out suggesting that surfing is actually good for your brain. Yeah, that went against everything that I would have believed to be true, or that every study until now has said. <laughs> Uh, I know the study you're talking about, though. Really, really interesting statistics. Well, what what site was that from, Dave? Uh, just a second. Let me pull this up here. I just have to click my back button a couple here. Uh, I got it on the uh, Web Pro News site. Uh, let me just find. Unfortunately, when they launch new news, they uh, you know then well, they, move their they bury the older here. ones. Yeah, but it, in case listeners uh, didn't didn't guess this, we love Web Pro News around here. The, um, phenomenal job they're doing over there. Uh, any of our listeners who are listening like live right now, it's the second from the top on the left-hand side. Uh, surfing at work makes employees more productive. 
Um, yeah, a really interesting study that basically found if employees are spending 20% or less of their time uh, doing casual uh, searching, like what they call as WILB, um, Workplace Internet Leisure Browsing, is what that stands for, by the way. Um, if they're spending 20% or less of their time doing that, they will see a 9%, they'll be 9% more productive than employees who don't, uh, basically based on the idea that your brain gets some leisure time, it gets some downtime, so when you are working, you're more focused um, and, and more productive during that time, so much more productive that it makes up for this 20% uh, that you are, that you're spending searching for leisure uh, information. They did find, and something that I found interesting, is what people tend to be searching for. Uh, one of the things was product information. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, heck, good for the economy. Um, but that a lot of people are searching, the, the second most popular is searching news and stuff. So, you know, it's not even that these people are sort of turning off their brain. They're just um, searching things that are of interest to them, maybe not to their employers. But uh, gaming came in at number five. So I was, I was a little surprised to see that it's not a total shutoff of the brain that people are, are engaging in. They're just um, sort of pursuing their own personal interests. Well, as a, as a public service announcement from Webcology and from Webmaster Radio, we want to caution listeners to be very careful using that acronym with their bosses. They mightn't understand. It is what was very that, true. What was that acronym again, Dave? If you show them this document, I think they, a lot of bosses would be hard-pressed to, to buy it. Well, yeah, and if you're, if, if, you're tell, if you're telling your boss that you're you know, using the Internet to you know, wilf, basically, um, again, they mightn't get it. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Okay. Um, so surfing is good for your brain. Hey, speaking of speaking of big brains, I've got a couple of birthday announcements. It's uh, Andy ah. Beal's birthday today. Andy Beal over there at Marketing Pilgrim, another remarkable news blog. Um, now, Andy, being a man of a certain age, I'm not going to announce how old he is, but if you check his Facebook profile, it says so there. <laughs> And Avi Walensky up in New York. Avi, brother, happy birthday. I'm still trying to find that file for you. And while we're at it, I'd like to give a shout-out to, to a good friend of mine who I just recently saw in Toronto. Um, hi, Jen. Promised, ah, promised her I'd do that. Jen, just, I know you used to, to live here. Sorry? No, different Jen. Not a Jen different I Jen. don't know. Nope, somebody not, not involved in the industry at all. Ah, um, okay. Uh, but again, I just wanted to prove that the show really is live, in fact. Hi, Jen. <laughs> Moving right along. Something for uh, Canadian listeners. The CRTC is looking for suggestions on what they are supposed to do about the Internet. Should they tax it? Should they uh, put extra charges on it? Um, should they have Canadian content rules on the Internet, much like we have on television and radio up here? Uh, this is something I think that Canadian Internet users really, really, really need to worry about and be concerned about. Um, dictating content that can go across Canadian servers will likely limit the Internet that Canadian consumers are able to access. And that, I'm telling you, that really, really spooks me. Yes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll bet, given where we stood on a debate on net neutrality a, a while ago, I'll bet that uh, really gets under your under your skin a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a part. You know what, one thing I will give them, though, is at least they are asking, they're wanting to engage 
the population now before uh, this all, you know, before just running rampant and, and making their own decisions. Uh, they're wanting to engage us and, and get our feedback now. What they'll do with that, like the feedback we're going to give is pretty obvious. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Let us do what we want to do. That's what the Internet's there for. Um, you know, will they listen to that? Well, you know, in some ways, this reminds me of a debate of a debate that's like occurring in New York State and in California right now, where the state legislatures are trying to pass a tax on all commerce that happens within and across state lines. And this really has the affiliate marketing industry quite worried. And again, this is something I think that you know, internet users, be, whether they be affiliate marketers or just regular users. Um, the Internet is one of the bright spots in the economy. People are actually making money, gaining employment, trading opportunities, employing others, and you know, just generally being good tax-paying citizens. I know that revenues are down right now. I know that it's hard to get money to you know, continue funding hospitals and fixing roads and making sure bridges don't fall down and such, but um, to, to, to Ottawa to Albany and to Sacramento and any other governing, any other seat of government that's thinking about taxing internet commerce, don't do it. This is like seriously the wrong time to stifle innovation. Yeah, very true. Very true. I understand the allure because it is the one area that's continuing to, to create large sums of, of revenue, but you're right. It is, and it is for government because we're hiring people. We're, we're, we're making money. Um, we're paying our taxes, um, you know, stifle that, and we're going to go even further down because you're going to remove the one pillar of, um, you know, good commerce uh, or, or, or gaining commerce areas uh, that exists right now. So, oh, you know, you know what, you know what, you know what we've just done, Dave. I just got a message from Brasco in the studio. Like normally, normally when we're sitting in the studio doing the show, Brasco would just like wave his hand at me or throw pencils at me or something. But now I have to actually notice that the that we got an instant message coming in, and we've gone thirty minutes without a break. So I think <laughs> it's probably appropriate before we get to the next topic. Um, the O'Reilly. I want to talk about the O'Reilly conference. It's uh, Web 2.0 conference that's happening in uh, in San Francisco right now. But before we do. Before we do, we've got to make Brasco happy. We've got to take a break. We've got to pay some bills here on Webmaster Radio. So on that, this is Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davies from BeanstalkInc.com. We'll be back in a couple of moments. Go behind the scenes of Webcology with their Facebook fan page. Search for Webcology Podcast on Facebook now. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. 
Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Friendfinder. Friendfinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as passion.com and fastcupid.com represents enormous profit making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friendfinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Webmaster Radio.fm. A service of new gen broadcasting. We're everywhere. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, we're back here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, April the 2nd, and uh, we've been ragging time. <laughs> we've been ragging time for the whole show. We may be having a guest live from Boca Raton. We're just trying to get a hold of them now, um, and I will announce that guest name as soon as I know that we have them. So there's one other thing I want to talk about in the news section, but you know you know how we get, Dave. We just go on and on and on and on. <laughs> It was a great article I saw today in the New York Times by Read Right Web's Marshall Kirkpatrick. And uh, Marshall is over at the uh, Web 2.0 Expo. It's happening right now in San Francisco. Tim O'Reilly's uh, one of one of the many conferences Tim O'Reilly organizes. And um, Tim did a keynote speech and identified a number of unique technologies he believes are going to push us past, well, past the naggingly narcissistic stage, personal and professional promotion so prevalent in what we call Web 2.0 into something far more useful, Web 3.0. And I'm, you know, I'm really into the evolution of the web and how that changes our society. I, I find this absolutely fascinating. And according to uh, Marshall Kirkpatrick, two themes stood out, and I'm quoting directly from his article, two themes stood out in uh, Tim O'Reilly's speech. Uh, one, Sensors will surpass humans in front of their keyboards as primary data source on the web. And two, Moore's Law, the concept that our processing power will double in speed every 18 to 24 months, needs to be applied to humanity's greatest problems. Um, incidentally, I've just been messaged from the studio that we have the one and only, the great Steve Plunkett, Director of Internet Marketing for MCC over in Texas on the line. He is Matt. He is Hello. Matt. The... How are you guys Hi, doing? Steve. How are you doing? Welcome to Web Colleges. I, I, I've been hey, talking to you for a very long time. What? Well, actually, you know what? We want you to tell us what's happening up there in Boca Raton. How is IM Spring Break? Oh, it's uh, free flow with great information. Um... Chris Winfield started out, and then uh, 
Brett Source came on, and uh, I mean, these are uber, uber, uber quality presentations. These guys did a really, really great job. Well, indeed. I heard Greg Finn just kicked it out of the park, too. Do what? I heard Greg Finn knocked the ball out of the park as well with his presentation. He, he oh, he did, he did a good presentation as well, yeah. Steve, I've been following you on Twitter for a very long time. Um, right, just don't say the P word. I'm not going to go there. I'm so right, I've thanks. been warned not to go there, but I really appreciated <laughs> I really appreciated appreciated the role you were playing then. Um kept me dancing right. in my chair. <laughs> well so, now I'm what? sitting out by a pool watching these and then I think this is Streco's girlfriend, so I can't look at her anymore. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. We're sitting here at the beach and great presentations. I mean really, really we're hitting social media hard today. Tomorrow's going to be more SEO, more techie stuff. Um, but there's some really great presentations today. So what is it that brought you to IM Spring Break? Like, why, why, why did you attend this mini-conference? Well, Scary SEO happened in October, right? Mm-hmm. And I won the competition with Scary SEO. So I got to come free last time, and I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't hit search conferences because it's basically the same stuff over and over and over and over that we've already heard a billion times. So this is kind of a, a really neat, um, I kind of like the way that Search and Social scheduled it because it's at the, the end of all the other conferences, so you get all the information that everybody's picked up there, and it gets presented here in more of a collaborative environment as opposed to just here's all the stuff, listen. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm you know going to the mini-conference because there's only, what, 60 to 100 people who are, who are in attendance at Boca Raton right now? Um, yeah, I think it's, a, it's pretty close to 100, though. Which, incidentally, for a second conference marketed on a shoestring. Now, I'm not saying that the conference itself is, is, done, is done cheaply, but the marketing. I mean, they, they, they didn't have a huge marketing budget. Um, they have some of the some of the best people in the industry up there on stage and also just hanging out in the audience. Yeah. I mean, there's, and, 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 and realistically, some of the greatest conversations, like the first one started last night about, I don't know, it started about 11.30 and went until about 2.30. Oh, yeah. Well, and that it was a play. very productive conversation. Well, and our very own Johnny Brasco was up there with you guys, I understand. That's right. Yeah, he was in the middle of it. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, a bunch of a bunch of the personalities from Webmaster Radio wanted to come. I think you might have a couple in the poker game tonight. Unfortunately, I'm stuck up here in Canada, so I'm not going to be there. I really wanted uh-huh. to be there. Poser. <laughs> well, you know what? It's good for you guys because uh, uh, I'd have taken your money and I'd have ran and I'd have laughed about it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell you can tell that Satella fellow I said that. Yeah, right to his face. <laughs> So apparently, okay, um, Johnny Brasco and Eddie the Heater are going to be up at uh, up at IM Spring Break, coming up from the Fort Lauderdale World Headquarters of Webmaster Radio. What's on the agenda cool. for tonight and for tomorrow? Um, tonight it's uh, poker night, and then we have the affiliate marketing thing. Is I believe that's later today, and then um, tomorrow, like I said again, is mostly search stuff, and then. Um, poker game tonight, and then tomorrow, some reggae band party. Really? A reggae band party? Yeah. A live reggae band at some party we're going to have afterwards. That's amazing. I mean, I'm, I think that, that Dave 
and Jordan and Lauren should be so proud of themselves for having gotten this together. Oh, I absolutely agree. And it's it's more of, I think it's more of a community effort than the, um, than, than a show. I really, I really do think it's more, I think the difference between this and a lot of other things is more of the collaboration. Um, you know, because we're sitting out here and, you know, we're talking with Kenny Hyder. He's sitting here talking and, you know, you got different kind of people. Zaibatsu, of course, flaked. <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. Believe me. Uh, yeah, but, so Dave Snyder gave his presentation. But otherwise, it's it's just more, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a think tank. No, I don't want to say a think tank, um, but it's more of a collaborative environment that um, allows people to share secrets. Um, and not so much secrets, but, you know, realistically, we're sitting there, and I just happen to be, I guess, at the black hat table. And, you know, we're pulling up code to websites and changing it around. We're um, <laughs> making changes to a website and watching them show up in Google while the same presenter's on. You're kidding me. My goodness. No, like, totally you're serious. getting instant results through Google by, uh, just, you know, just hanging out with some of the best brains in the industry. Exactly. You see, so yeah, I just found out I was number one in Yahoo at a 622 million results. So, on one thing, so we've been having fun. Listeners, I mean, seriously, this is the value of going to conferences, both large and small. But the setup of IM Spring Break and Scary SEO, um, it's just uh, it's, it's, it's as you said, Steve. Collaborative is is the best word. How are the sessions going? Um, the sessions are great. I mean, um, realistically, you know, kind of just like I said this morning, and this is this is what impressed me. Okay, um, Chris Winfield gets up, Brett Brett gets up there, and there's not too many questions because they actually did a great job in their presentation and covered their subject matter completely, effectively, and intelligently. And, and it's, it's you know just just to get excited about hearing someone speak. And it hits home, and you know this person's coming, and they're genuine, um, and they're engaging the audience. You know, we're talking about social media today, and we actually got genuine and engagement. Gee, what a surprise, right? Well, when, you, when, you're, t when you're talking about, about folks like Chris and Brent, I've, genuine is a great word. I mean, these, these are two of the nicest guys in the industry. And, uh, I, 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 very and I just met them today, and uh, other than Twitter, they're great. So. The first time you've met both of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've talked to them on Twitter for months, but now it's, you know, you're meeting them in the flesh, and they're, you know, they come across the same way they do online. And I think that's probably why they're both so successful. Let me give you a little secret about Chris Winfield, okay? When you're playing poker with him tonight, assuming, assuming Danielle allows him to, when you're playing poker with him tonight, when he smiles and looks to the left, you got him. Right? Yeah, trust me on I this think. one. So, Chris Winfield, when he smiles and looks to the left, he's got a good you hand or a bad hand. Yeah, yeah, well, he's faking it. That's it. He's faking it. Now, Brent, I, you know what? This guy has no tells whatsoever. I, I, he scared me. But I saw he was going to be at the poker tournament tonight. He scared me. Really? Yeah, just so you know. But you know who you really got to watch out for? You really, exactly. really, seriously, you got to watch out for Dave Satella's wife, Will. Okay. Seriously, she shows no mercy. Right. So That's very cool. People. Hope you're taking notes on this one. <laughs> I want five percent. <laughs> what else is happening there? Like, what? Uh, you're 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 sitting in the Deerfield Deerfield Resort, the Hilton. I'm sorry, the Hilton Resort at Deerfield Beach. Describe right. the scene for us. All right, I'm now 
halfway between the pool and the bar. And then you have um, the Streco over there, Rhea over there, uh, Daver over there. You got Neil Patel sitting there, Chris Winfield here, Tony Adams sitting there. These are like 10 feet away from me. Um, and, you know, they're having conversations about the conference. Well, bad. So we're discussing the material. Well, one of the so, neat things about the conference I'm gonna, is yeah, everyone who's there, they're all kind uh, of friends with each other. They all know each other. Right. So, um, and it's, it's collaborating. The collaboration, I think, is, is really the best thing to say about this whole thing. You feel like pulling a little bit of media ambush on some people? Do I? I don't know. I feel like pulling a media ambush on some people. Choose a table. Do you want to pull a media ambush on somebody? All right, hang yeah. on. Yeah. Live radio is so much fun. We can do anything we want, really. Jim? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dudes? Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing, brother? Welcome, welcome Good, back I to Live Radio. Voice, huh? <laughs> yeah, what's up, dude? Well, you're live on the radio right now. We're talking about I am Spring Break. I heard that you and uh, you and Greg both just like knocked it out of the field today. Yeah, Greg did. He did really, really good. He was awesome. He's uh, now everyone can see why I rely on him so much, and <laughs> he's awesome. That's excellent. How's the how's the atmosphere there? It's really good. A lot of great people. Um, I, they do. They do a really good thing where they like do breakout sessions and uh, just let people talk and network. Which you know is the usually the most important part of the conference is just the networking part. Um, so they kind of try to keep it focused on you know people getting together, sharing ideas based on whatever the panel was before that, which I think is awesome. And the uh, you know the the feedback just seems to be you know pretty amazing. Well, the nice thing about a show like this is it's small, it's really intimate. Everyone who's there, when one way or another, either through Twitter or you know through personal contact, knows each other. Um, right. Again, I, I was over Twitter. I was reading great reviews of your keynote. What, what was your topic? Oh, so I, I, basically, how can social media help my business? And what I wanted to do was just break down all the different parts of social media so that. People, you know, a lot of times I think we get stuck in the bubble where we think, uh, you know, social media is just Twitter or Dig or Facebook or anything. But, you know, there's so much more to it. And, you know, my my whole thing is that you should find out where your customers are or where your potential customers are in the different social networks. So whether that's going to be on, you know, maybe it is Twitter, maybe it is Facebook, um, but it could also be places like forums or Yahoo Answers or and so basically what I wanted to do was walk people through all the different all the different forms of social media and kind of give them examples of you know how they could relate it to their business and give them ways to find you know that the the places that are right for them. <clears throat> Sorry, I lost my voice somehow. <laughs> Oh, I, I, you know, given given the atmosphere you're in and the late nights that you're probably keeping, I can see that. Uh, I gotta, I think I gotta give you a bit of an apology, Chris. I um, I remember remember you were at the uh, poker table in uh, San Jose last year, and I think I gave away one of your tells. Sorry. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> smile and look to the left. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I smile a lot though, so it's hard. He might be bluffing. He might not be bluffing, friends. I. Really wish I was sitting at the poker table tonight. Um, That's right. Yeah. 
we got to move along. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for, for spending time with us. Um, I should probably say goodbye to Steve because it's only polite. Cool. All right, let me put you back. All right, good to talk to you, Jim. Talk to you later, dude. Talk, talk to you soon, brother. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, Steve. Man, thank you, you so much. That was my media attacks. <laughs> hey. You know what? A little bit of ambush. A little bit of ambush never hurt anyone. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, you know, um, Chris is a nice guy, as you said, so he's like all over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that? Sure, his girlfriend is really hot. Anyways, okay. Um, go ahead. <laughs> Just so you know, that's his wife. Um, it is? Anyway. Oh, I'm bad. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Danielle. Michael, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Steve, so we now have, we're we talking have about we have, we got, Reddit and well, we got to move go the break, but man... I want to thank you so much for spending time on the on the radio with us today, giving us the review of uh, I Am Spring Break. I hope you have a great time there. I look forward to seeing your, your next Twitter feed. Right on. I'll see you tonight, and I'll keep you updated with the Twitter stuff and the, and the good nuggets from the conference. And there's actually been some really good quotes, so thanks for uh, getting me on, and I'll see you guys soon. We'll see you soon. Good talking to you. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. That was Steve Plunkett, the uh, Director of Marketing of internet marketing for MCC out there in Texas. Um, MCC is a internet marketing com- uh, PR, internet marketing, and advertising company in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and Steve is one of the uh, people who make Twitter so much fun. If you're if you're not uh, subscribed to him, it's at Steve Plunkett. And seriously, he often chooses the best songs. Sigh! I wish I was there. But there you go. So, moving right along, you know, I think, Dave, we've done it again. Once more. We've, we've blown through um, 50 minutes of radio. We've only taken one break. We really should take another break. But since we're towards the end of the show, I'm right. pretty sure this is not only our last break, but it should also probably be our sign-off. Is there anything else you want to add to the show? Uh, well, I'll just give uh, give you a big thanks. I know you, you knew I was a bit under the weather and for, for carrying a lot of the show. So big thanks to, to Jim for <laughs> taking one for the team on that one. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you get back uh, back home safe. Uh, safe and soon, I hope. Um, with, with all love to the U.S. Postal Service, hurry up, guys. <laughs> really, hurry up, guys. Okay, friends, this is uh, Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're going to have to take another station break, and I think we're probably just going to move straight into the news after our station break. So on behalf of Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com, this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. You've listened to Webcology on Webmaster Radio on Thursday, April the 2nd. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have another great show for you next week. 